0: Hello and welcome! You are listening to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns, doctor of Eastern medicine and holistic fertility expert. In these weekly sessions, I'll be bringing you the best of advice on nutrition, lifestyle, and natural medicine to optimize your fertility. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back. So I get a lot of questions in the clinic about hair dyeing, hair dyeing with infertility treatment, in pregnancy, clean makeup, all that stuff. So I figured today we talk about some, I don't know, I guess hazards in your beauty regime and and, uh, kind of outline those. And, you know, the annoying thing is that it's like a lot of this stuff is hidden. Like they don't they, they deliberately try to hide the, the names of ingredients that are toxic to you. Um, like Because people are now privy to the fact that parabens aren't so great or, you know, that there's other ingredients that aren't so great that we're going to get into. And they hide them under different names um, so that it's very vague. They do the same thing in food. You know, like there's a variety of different words to cover up high fructose corn syrup, for example, or MSG, or just, you know, it's very dishonest. And I know we live in a capitalist society. It just, it makes puts the ownership on you. These companies are allowed to do what they are allowed to do. The FDA allows them to do it. And, you know, what's kind of scary and more disappointing about our country is that in other countries, I know all the, uh, you, I have a lot of listeners around the world, but you know, in the United States, the FDA seems to let higher dosages of chemicals, caffeine, and other things, like, be approved for fertility, pregnancy, general health, and other countries ban certain ingredients that are allowed here, so it's, it's, um, it's frightening, and uh, you really, you got to do your due diligence, and, you know, if you're struggling with fertility and you're not getting pregnant, you don't know why sadly, these are some of the things that you should look at, you know, doing invasive surgeries, doing every immune drug under the sun, doing all of these extra and somewhat like, you know, harsh and damaging things can not always give you the results that you want. And there's definitely a cost to them. And so, you know, as always my message is to get back down to basics and be honest with yourself and do the work. The people that I, have as patients and that come to see me are ready to do the work. And it's actually how people often describe me to friends are like, if you're going to go see Christina, are you going to do a consult with her? Be ready to do the work because I, there's definitely things on your end and it's not just taking this supplement or that there's more we go deep. So anyway, let's launch in because the average woman uses 12 different beauty products every day cleansers, conditioners, hair dyes, fragrances, skincare products, scented lotions, nail polish, and makeup, to name a few. And if you take a quick glance at the labels, they're very busy labels and you'll see a cocktail of chemical components under names that you can recognize and sometimes you can't. And so, you know, just to highlight, you know, a couple bits of research, and this wasn't specifically on reproductive health as per fertility, but it's on breast cancer. And by the way, anything that shows that it can cause an increase in in breast cancer is doing at least one of two things. Increasing oxidative stress. So oxidative stress is what damages egg cells, makes you have poor egg quality, for example, or sperm quality can damage your ability to foster implantation. It also makes the cells mutate and turn bad and potentially into cancerous cells. Another thing that happens with anything that increases the risk of breast cancer is that it can mess up your estrogen metabolism. So it doesn't allow you to detoxify estrogen properly from your system, which is important because a lot of uh, reproductive-related cancers are related to excess estrogen or toxic estrogens in the body. On December 3rd of 2019, the International Journal of Cancer found a link between hair dye and breast cancer. Women in the study who used permanent hair dye at least once in the 12-month period leading up to the study had a 9% higher risk of developing breast cancer than women who didn't use hair dye. And when the study authors broke the findings down by race, they found an even higher link for African-American women. Women in that group who used any permanent hair dye in the previous 12 months had a 45% higher risk of developing breast cancer compared with women who did not use their hair dye. The analysis also looked at hair straightening products. Um, those I found in my research online to really also be linked to breast cancer and to infertility. The chemical products were associated with 18% higher risk of breast cancer in women who used them in the 12 months before the study period. And The more often women used hair straightener, the higher the risk. Women who used the products every five to eight weeks had a 31% higher risk of going on to develop breast cancer compared with non-users. In terms of fertility, we have to think about these endocrine-disrupting chemicals, EDCs, be linked with a variety of reproductive issues, such as ovarian dysfunction, subfertility, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, poor egg quality, poor sperm quality. I recently had a patient here from another country, and her husband's sperm was not so good quality. And she said that he owns a farm in uh, South America where he is out on the farm being covered in chemicals every day. And the doctors here surmise that um, potentially his sperm quality issue is related to the exposure to chemicals every day out there. So there you go ladies i have worked for years to put together a guidebook for this crazy fertility journey it's called the ultimate fertility guidebook it contains all of my secrets my hacks everything to do with herbs supplements how to integrate acupuncture into your fertility treatment how to eat for your cycle how to eat for IVF, basically everything natural fertility and IVF, how to understand your hormones how your body works what mindfulness practices to do, how to exercise. Everything is contained within these 300 pages and it is now available for sale on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Target, Walmart, and all the other online outlets and in stores. All right, so let's talk about some of the common ones and how they're disguised. Uh, Parabens are a group of chemicals typically used as artificial preservatives in moisturizers, cleansers, sunscreens, deodorants, shaving gels, toothpaste, makeup, shampoos, and conditioners. Since cosmetics contain ingredients that biodegrade, parabens are added to increase the shelf life and to prevent the growth of bacteria and mold. The most common parabens are methylparaben, propylparaben, butylparaben, and ethylparaben. These are known to disrupt hormone function with the ability to bind to estrogen receptors in the body, an effect linked to an increase, again, in risk of breast cancer and reproductive toxicity. Next ingredient, toluene. This chemical, spelled T-O-L-U-E-N-E, also goes by the name butylated hydroxetoline, or BHT. Ah! BHT is the one I often see on um, labels. It's a big no-no. It's linked to brain toxicity and can be especially dangerous in pregnancy. It's even banned in the EU and Southeast Asia, as well as by just a few retailers in the U.S., but you can still get it here. And it's found in nail polish, nail treatments, and hair dye. Triclosan has been an ingredient in personal care products for decades. Um, and again, it's like an antibacterial one because anything that's not fresh can grow bacteria. It's you know the same thing as milk, pasteurized milk. Like unpasteurized dairy is so much more digestible than pasteurized dairy. Unpasteurized dairy that we get from the farm is it's bad in four or five days. Like you have to throw it out if you haven't consumed it. Pasteurized dairy can sit in your fridge for weeks and weeks, kind of weird. So same goes for these kind of products. Uh, You can find triclosan on the ingredient lists in antibacterial soaps, body washes, toothpaste, and cosmetics. It has a similar chemical structure to known endocrine disrupting chemicals such as BPA. And it can act as an anti-estrogen with uh, adverse effects on reproductive health. So, again, a lot of these endocrine disruptors are interacting with estrogen and estrogen receptor sites, which is, again, why they would start to cause reproductive cancers and breast cancer. Phthalates. Phthalates are used as solvents and are typically found in in nail polish, hairsprays, aftershave lotions, soaps, shampoos, and perfumes. Exposure to phthalates has been linked to hormone imbalances as well as lowered sperm count and quality. Higher urinary phthalate concentrations have been associated with reduced probability of success with IVF, and specifically lower number of eggs, eggs retrieved and poor fertilization rates. Phthalates are rarely listed in ingredient on product labels, but the words fragrance or perfume are indicators that phthalates have been probably used so that's messed up because that doesn't even sound like the word phthalates at least some of the other ones are recognizable right but like the fact that it can be disguised under fragrance or perfume or parfum that's that's unfair (laughs) that that just you know that makes us think oh this is just you know this is just a fragrance but apparently fragrance is associated with phthalates so there you go Lead. Lead and lead compounds are mostly found in lipsticks, and because it goes on our mouths and is often ingested, eliminating exposure to lead-containing lipsticks is wise. Um, lead poisoning is very dangerous to the female reproductive system. It's very dangerous to a growing fetus also. It can make women less fertile, can cause abnormal menstrual cycles, and may cause early onset of menopause. Great. And while the FDA determined the amount of lead in cosmetics under 10 ppm does not pose a significant health risk, this information is still important to consider, especially when other countries advise taking less or none. So when it comes down to it, uh, you have to do your research, you choose safer alternatives, go natural as much as possible and pare down. Like think about, do I need to be using all this stuff? And also, you know, clean beauty products are very accessible now. You can get them at Sephora. You can get them at any of these like beauty stops, Um, online resources like birdie.com, B-Y-R-D-I-E, are helpful. There's also apps about, you know, cosmetic toxins. Like, you can figure this out. Uh, I'm not going to do this session kind of listing every single clean product out there because it just doesn't make sense. But even for hair dyes, like when I did my hair um, when I was pregnant, I went to a non-toxic hair dye place. Uh, And so, you know, either don't do it or try to find uh, like a non-toxic equivalent certainly like I've I've had patients do a bunch of like these treatments and things like right in the middle of IVF cycles like I don't know what that does to your eggs it's not advisable so and it's also just like you know you have to reduce the toxic load a bit like it's a lot of toxic load adding this cosmetic stuff and hair stuff on top of injecting yourself with a bunch of medications not just hormones and hormone stimulating things that you're injecting yourself with the the things that are put into these um the ingredients in the injection. Like like those contain heavy metals and issues with them too that your body has to metabolize and our, our bodies are amazing we can metabolize a lot of things but be kind to it don't just load it on and and you know as much as I love our doctors and they're trying to help you they're not you know kind of privy to all this stuff and they haven't looked at it deeply and they're not going to spend time talking to you about it and you know, they're just going to say, okay, we'll use your judgment or, you know, like maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe it is and AKA that's, I haven't really done the research and I don't have time to deal with this. And so I can't advise you accordingly. So, you know, take ownership, take responsibility of your health. Like you have more, uh, agency and control in this than, than maybe you're giving yourself credit until next time. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode in order to make this podcast as helpful as possible. I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at, at naterna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.